Go for it, man. I, I've been watching. I've been on Tubi. I've been on my Tubi shit, man. These independent goddamn film producers, bro. I saw one um, called Pet, Pet, what is it, Petro or something like that, P-R-E-T-O, that was produced out of New York. Man, I just love y'all motherfucking swag, yo, for real, man. <laughs> <laughs> and it was about these chicks that were going around robbing, robbing dudes. It's just like, Damn. it's like New York, y'all swag, man, it's like, is, you know, every region got their swag, but y'all swag is like way, like, Way, way, way different, way smoother, way more. Nah, everybody got their own little bit of, you know what I'm saying? Like, no matter where you go, everybody got their own little, you know what I'm saying? I mean, New York definitely is different, mm. but I don't know. I think every major, every situation has something that's going to open your eyes if you're not from there, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, I can go to a southern state, and then there's that, the unspoken about. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. we see what we see on TV, we see what we see on the internet, but yeah. then you, you link up with some real ones, and then they'll take you and just blow your mind, and you'll be like, oh my God, I didn't even know there's these hidden gems. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, bro. Yeah, because I remember even when I was up in New York, you know, going through the boroughs, man, it was it, it was just like so much love, and, and like y'all say, copacetic, man, it was just, it, it was just, yeah, man, love. I, I love coming to New York, man. <laughs> How long has this been here? <laughs> <laughs> the question is how long, how old was that movie I was watching? Because they were saying right. copacetic all in that motherfucker. I haven't, heard, I haven't even said the word copacetic. In- <laughs> it's <laughs> dope, dope word, but I just haven't used it in a while. Hell yeah, man. So what's been up, Mr. Pipe Wells? What's been going on, my brother? Not so much, man. Just, you know, keeping my head in the sand and, and, and to the grime. Uh, we just did our 10th annual Super Bowl Triple X Stacular, which yes, is something yes. I'm proud about because out of, you know, 21 years, this is our 21st year of Pipeswell Productions. Mm-hmm. The Super Bowl Triple X Stacular has been the longest theme running themed event. Like, all our events have a theme. The Fat Ass Fiestas, Booty mm-hmm. vs. Boobs, uh, Jelly Ain't Jams, uh, mm-hmm. Fat Ass Fiestas for Cinco de Mayo, which we'll be doing our next one. May 5th, and actually, that's our last event for the year as far as Stick to BBWs in New York. That's mm. I'm only doing the FedEx Fiesta, and I'm not doing no other Stick to BBW events in New York mm. for the rest of this year. Um, but I, I'm sure we'll bring that up later. But um, yeah, yeah, the, the, the Super Bowl Triple X Sackler was our 10th annual, and you know, just proud of that. I love football, love, love the fact that it's like two events in one because you mm. got the the, the, the fans that want to come out and watch the game, and then we have the ladies that, you know, mm-hmm. mix and mingle with them, and then we have the mm-hmm. the striptacular, the strip show, the strip event mm-hmm. after the game is over. So it's like you get yeah. a bonus, two events in one night. Yeah, because with all that ass up in there, I don't know how the hell the motherfuckers are able to watch the game. <laughs> I be too busy on yeah. the ass. You know what, and th- that's the vibe, though, right? So when the, la- the ladies that do come before, the, like, during the game, Mm-hmm. They're dressed, but they're they're lounging, right? They're just sitting mm-hmm. next to the guys. Like we saw ladies in dance where I got some video. I had a guy because I don't I don't touch the performers. Like I don't put hands mm-hmm. on them. So, like I it was a guy uh, sitting next to one of the performers, and her ass was so fat it was like sticking through the chair, like the back of a folding chair. So I was like, "Yo, bro," he was sitting behind her. I said, "Yo, slap it for me, like slap that right cheek." And he was like, "Her ass is so fat," and she was like. And I was like, yo, 
do it for me because you know I like to be professional. So I don't like you know I don't want the ladies yeah. to look at me as a fan. I always want them to look at me as a boss that I am. So yeah, just yeah. having a bit of fun and, and got the fans. I was like, grab it for me, grab it. I'm yelling it across the room. Grab it for me. Yes, he, uh, he got a kick out of it. She got a kick out of it. So our events are very interactive. But uh, yeah, real football fans, we we did watch the game. Oh yeah, oh yeah. Because I, I was mad as hell because I ain't had cable, but I was able to find it. I was able to find how to watch it online, and I caught like the last quarter. But and no, I was like, is, Damn. the Super Bowl's not on cable. The Super Bowl's on like channel like five or something like that. It's like yeah. TV Fox. So you don't need well, to see, with, well, see, with, with down here, what we kind of do, because, like, if I try to use, like, an antenna, it don't pick up just the regular channels. Oh. So I had to find, like, it was with Fox Plus or some shit. Yeah, online and, and stream it. Okay, gotcha. Yeah, I didn't even know, because my homegirl, Miss Spit Queen, told me. I said, well, I'll be goddamn so I could have been watching this shit the whole fucking time. The I felt so fucking stupid. <laughs> Yeah. yeah, so you you must be deep deep in the south then, huh? Oh, you, North Carolina, bro. You in the NC. backwoods? Uh, you in the like you in the, you in the, you in the backwoods? Because like you told me, you ain't in Fox Five. <laughs> no, um, no, because the, the the way Spectrum is, um, because yeah, because um, because it was like. If I don't, with the analog TV, because you know when you got the analog TV versus just, like, cable TV, yeah, the analog, you only going to get, like, shit like antenna TV, uh, get TV, bounce TV, but and shit But that's what I'm like saying. That. I'm not even trying to be funny. If right, the Super Bowl, they mm -hmm. put it on you. Bro, if you would have tried it, if you went to Channel 5 on your TV, Fox, you would have had it. Like, the, the Super Bowl is not streamed. On any kind yeah. of paid platform, no kind of yeah. I was hoping that it, it was on Peacock, but I was like, "Hey, no fucking nah, Peacock." Peacock is ABC. Yeah, and what have you, and uh, yeah, because even with Fox, like Fox Sports, yeah, because yeah, even with some of the games, like they might have one some on like uh, what was it, Paramount, Paramount, or they might have it on Prime or what have you. Yeah, nah, and like you know, I said, they, they, you know them big them big stations make sure that they mm -hmm. get games so. But in, in the future, just, yeah. just on some bullshit, if you're not getting it through your cable, just go yeah. buy you a little cheap Roku situation. Roku, little, little Roku thing. Mm -hmm. Roku give you Fox. They give you all the channels. You know what I'm saying? I, I'm see, telling you right now. See, that's I, funny because I got a Roku. But here's the bad part. I don't even use it, but I even think to use Roku. That, thank you for telling me that now because now <laughs> when the I'm NBA playoffs come I, on. I don't have a Roku TV. Like all my televisions are Samsung televisions in my house. I'm really strict with my, you know, <laughs> my devices. But the, yeah. projector, the projector that I bought for my Super Bowl events, which is the only time I bring them out, it has a Roku uh, device attached to it, built in. It came like that, so that's how we was able to watch the game. That's why I'm telling you, we didn't have to pay for no extra nothing. It the Fox Fox Sports app was in the Roku for free on the the thing. All you had to do is connect to your Wi-Fi. You know, no. See, I, see, see. I feel stupid and old now. See, I, I'm like that old man. Nah, I don't feel like that. When it, when it, when it, when the son be like, damn. You gotta use the email. What the fuck is the email? <laughs> nah, don't 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 ever feel like that, bro. Things just they make it so weird these days. Yeah, ways to consume uh, content. It's hard to keep up. 
know what I'm saying? Yeah, most definitely. So, hello, smokers, and welcome to the Smokers Lounge. You know who I am, Kevin Arbor Summer Champ, a.k.a. the Porn Rap Star. Find all my links with one link, allmylinks.com, backslash Porn Rap Star. Four wonderful sponsors to tell you about the first one being the Facebook LS community, lsworld.com. Next up, the highest adult magazine, the game of rysizzlemagazine.com. Next up, 90% prop for you content creators, no hashtag problems plus black owned for your consumers, a new place for you to consume your triple X content. I'm talking about excitebunny.com. And last but not least, award winning, award nominated. Also black owned. We're talking about smut with voiceover, and they even have a VR section, blusharaka.com. Also, proud member of the GW District Black Podcasting Network. So go over to shopgwdistrict.com and do some shopping and buy from over 500 black owned shops and boutiques. Also, go to fullyswapradio.com every morning, five days a week. You get to listen to me chop it up with people like my man over here and some of the hottest talents in the business. Talking about the business, sexuality, everything up under the sun at FullySwapRadio.com. Go over there and catch that smoke. Also, check me out on SkyhawkAfterDarkTV.com as well as the BGP LLC app. And as you people can see from the hat, the swag, the chain, the man, nice. the myth, the legend, the one and only, the man that's been doing it for two decades strong, Mr. Blessed. Pipes. Motherfucking well. Say hello to the smokers, man. Yo, what's up, bro? I'm sorry I don't smoke, y'all, but um, <laughs> thank you for having me. Uh, yeah, I got my little sip. Uh, yeah, I'm bougie. Keep a lemon wedge in my shit, but um, I don't smoke. But I'm I'm very humble to be here, <clears throat> bro. Thank you for the introduction. That's that's no doubt. Hearing it out loud be humbling to me. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, man. As, as cocky as arrogant they say I, I am, which. I don't feel so. I mean, you earned it, bro. Let's just be, you earned it. You earned it. <laughs> I'm still working hard. I'm still working hard. <laughs> I'm still working hard, so, man. So, so you said that uh, for for the uh, Cinco de Mayo show, the Cinco de Mayo event, you said it'll be the last one that you know with BBW thickness or what have you. For 2023, um, you for 2023, not like in life. I don't want to paint that. Yeah. Bit. Just for 2023. Um. Mm-hmm. I, so there's multiple reasons. Gender first. I don't know when this is episode is going to air, but I, so I'll, mm-hmm. I'll give you the honesty truth. Um, there's multiple reasons behind that. One, I'm really booked and busy this year, man, with uh, some of my clients, with mm-hmm. my content shooting and and traveling. You know, running these content houses. I have three content houses that I'm running throughout this year. Um, mm-hmm. along with the Exotica conventions, and then uh, my brother Sir Daniel Tennis Stroke Toys, which you definitely need to get on your show, bro. Like, next, yeah. the next male figure you talk to, bro, gotta be my brother Sir Daniel. I'm gonna give him hey, hook it up, put him, put yeah, him in touch Sir with Daniel me. Tennis Stroke Toys, he's a fetish and kink BDSM master of his craft. Um, and so he's having his first fetish ball convention uh, in Maryland in, in May, I believe it is. Um, so I'm booked to be there. Uh, I was actually asked to be a, like a, one of the keynote speakers of the weekend to talk about like what it is we do as me as a promoter, me being in the, the adult industry on the promotion side, the business side for this long. So I was very humbled that he asked me to be in, in, in that and as far as like content creating and so, so forth. So I get to talk for at least an hour to some people, which is dope to me. I'm very humbling. 
Um, well, so yeah. Well, who better? Well, who better to talk about promotion than you? I'll let you say because if I say it, then I'm the bad guy. But I, look, <laughs> I know I'm dope. Listen, um, let me let me just say it like this, bro. This is the, the most humblest way I could say it, without coming off like I'm being a, a arrogant asshole, right? Mm. Let's say, God forbid, you have to go to the doctor to fix anything. I don't care if it's a broken toe or it's fucking heart surgery, whatever. Whatever, mm. God forbid, the tragedy is that you need professional help, right? Mm-hmm. You go to the doctor, he go, yo, man, your condition's a little rough. Um, <laughs> I, I can't make you no promises, but I, I, I will promise I'll give you the best I got. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's some some new technology, some new things that I think we're going to try on you, and I, I think we're going to do good. Or mm-hmm. you go see that second opinion, and he go, listen, man, <laughs> I'm the best at this shit. I've been doing this for 20 years. Mm-hmm. I do three, four of these same surgery procedures a week. I'm the guy. My staff is second to none. Mm-hmm. My hospital that I work at is second to none. We're going to treat you well. You're going to recover well. As far as surgery, hey, listen, man, my track record speaks for itself. Last year, I was nominated such and such doctor of the year. Now, you're going to look mm-hmm. at that doctor and go, oh, I'm going to go with the first guy because this first one seemed like he a little too cocky. He a little too arrogant. <laughs> no, you're going to go with the fucking best. Right? You want to feel yeah. confidence in your doctor. If your doctor say, look in your face and say, listen, don't mm-hmm. you worry about nothing. I mm-hmm. got you. You're going to go with him, right? So why would yeah. I the second fiddle? No, I work hard on, on practicing my craft. Am I perfect? No, but I'm better than everybody else. So what you got? Basically, because see, the, the, the thing about it is, you have a technique and a, a and for I can see a program on how you promote your events, how you promote yourself, as well as your businesses that yeah. works. You get what yeah. I'm saying? You know, pretty. Now I'm pretty sure it went through trial and error. Still, you know, pretty, bro, as, mm. as the years go by, as the the talent changes, as the businesses that we network and incorporate with, like, you know, when, when we started, there was no social media platforms like this, right? The best you had was like Yahoo or AOL hometown. Like, nigga, when I started on this, we had to put the AOL disc for 50,000 hours of internet. And then you pay after 50,000 hours of being online. So that, if, if for people that don't know, if you didn't get your internet in the mail, don't you even have. talk to me. I've been doing trifle <laughs> productions that long. <laughs> Shoot. Like, we, to be we, honest we, with you. We, we had to get our internet on a CD, put it in <laughs> our computer, but we was fortunate enough to have two two phone lines in my household, so we didn't have yeah, to tie up the line. We had the fax line in my household. Thank God mm. I was raised pretty good. So if you wasn't working in this business when you had to dial up your internet, don't mm-hmm. talk to me. I was established at Dallas. I didn't just mm-hmm. start at Dallas. I was established at Dallas. You know what I mean? That's how far mm-hmm. back. And now I'm speaking on my age, bro. Like I'm about to be mm-hmm. 40 next year, bro. January 7th, oh, like. 40. I'm about to. I know that's not old. I know it's not old, but nigga, I earned them stripes. I'm so thankful. Yes, sir. I'm so thankful to see my 40s. God willing. You ain't you ain't lying, bro. Cause a lot of lot of people that we grew up with. 
didn't even make it to the thirties. I didn't think I was gonna say twenty one. The life that I was kind of living, <clears throat> leading mm-hmm. that I didn't have to be, and then when I hit twenty one, I didn't think I was gonna see twenty five. And thirty was a fucking mystery, right? So yeah. to now be a change in mindset, and I was always well educated, but I still had my my, my toes in the street though. My head was in, in 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 books and aspirations and accomplishing goals, and my heart was there. But you know, being rebellious, going against the program that was designed for me, you know, the hood the hood in me, I always had ten toes still in in the street. Which is not the I'm not bragging about it. Is I, mm-hmm. I I went hood because I wanted to, not because I had to. Mm-hmm. I grew up great. I grew up, you know, fucking bourgeois. I grew up great. <laughs> I grew up great, nigga. We had three liter Pepsi's in my house. Like we grew up. Yeah, great. I'm saying. My family owned properties and houses. Like I didn't have to mm-hmm. be hood growing up, but it's mm-hmm. kind of. I mean, if it's in you, it's in you, but. Nothing that I'm proud about, but I'm glad that now I'm a family man and my my children, my wife is like my my first priority. And you know, yeah. I don't hang out. I'm what they what these young. I guess oh, I, I I'm not as older as you, right? You're not old, but I'm not as I'm still in my thirties. I ain't crossed that boundary yeah. yet, right? But I can say I'm not like them youngsters, nigga. I'm not outside. Oh no. You know what they oh, say? No. I'm outside, nigga. I'm not outside. I'm inside. I'm in the house. Oh no. I I, I really be inside. It's safer. <laughs> Look, it's a look. The bar never closes. The kitchen. Basically. You ever go to a club? You go to eat. You go to bar, <laughs> and you be like, "Oh, I'm having a couple drinks. Can I have some wings?" Oh, I'm sorry. The kitchen closes at eleven. Uh, no, nah, kitchen never closes the house. Wings, <laughs> if I want some wings right now, I'll throw in a deep fryer. Uh, <laughs> I'm sorry, I need to take over. Go ahead, ask me. No, no, my fans love. Yeah. We go off on tangents. Let's give it one hundred. But it's interesting. I think it's funny. My man always find the segue for the shit I want to talk about. It's just funny. We, he don't even know what we're going to talk about at the I time. But he find the segue. Yeah, you know so, what's interesting, because you say you've been doing this since the dial-up days, which brings up the, to the conversation, because you have been dealing with BBWs for yeah. a long time. Before it, was an and, before it was a thing. Yes. And I was, something was brought to my attention um, by one of my co-hosts. And it was, you know, they had these spaces and you had these motherfuckers that want to go in here and bump their gums about the business and shit. And one of the conversations which I found interesting was they were saying that black BBWs fucked up the porn game. And, you know, me and you, we go back. We go back when black, when black BBWs was really the king in the BBW world. They were the ones getting booked the most. Um, especially in Hollywood, and dominated the internet. And um, I found it interesting that what they were saying, they wouldn't even let the girls talk in the space for what I understand, because a lot of girls wanted to speak. And what I found interesting was we came from the time where we had Superstar Triple X, we had Supreme Diva, Cotton Candy, when when she first was doing stuff, Pink Candy, all this. And we remember the beats. We remember the Twitter shits and all that, what have you. So, my question to you and what we're going to talk about tonight, did Black I think I know where this is going, and I think I love it. I love it. Did Black BBWs fuck up the porn game for the BBWs? Okay. I'm going to answer this. I don't know if I'm going to give you a direct answer. But I'm going to address every topic you mentioned in this segue. 
<coughs> so, to start from the beginning, if you mm-hmm. wanted, this is going back in 2000, 1999 yeah. to 2002. Mm-hmm. If you wanted to see a plus size woman in adult erotica porn, mm-hmm. they were. And I'm not saying this, and I, please let me just do a disclaimer. Nothing I'm saying in this interview was meant towards any disrespect. There's no puns. There's no hidden agendas. There's no punchlines. I'm just speaking straight honest. I'm, I just want to be clear. I'm, there's no joke in what I'm about to say. Mm-hmm. So between the years of, I would say, 1990, nine, the, the, the late 90s until 2001, 2002, if you wanted to see a plus size woman, whether that's a what now we consider a BBW or to mm-hmm. the extremities as a SSBBW, and now there's, you know, not now, but even back then, there's a SSS BBW, the super, super yeah. size BBWs. Mm-hmm. So if you want to see those, if you want to see a plus size woman in porn between the years of the late 90s to the early 2000s. They were the same people that you will now watch on My 600 Pound Life. Mm -hmm. You had major porn star talent like Ron Jeremy, who's going through Mm -hmm. his trials and tribulations now. Mm -hmm. Um, But he was shooting with women that will be the you know the titles of those those adult content, the porn, will be Mm -hmm. my gigantic or my mm-hmm. whale or my big fat fat something what mm-hmm. i personally find degrading and disrespectful when especially something like porn or radical supposed to be enticing mm-hmm. so those was what you were saying when you hit the early 2000s 2001 2002 going and further you have people coming on stage so they always had thick women you have ladies like menage a trois who was thick mm-hmm. and uh uh hold on my, I, I didn't mention her, I think about mentioning her name, so my name's drawing, uh, name drawing a blank. Um, God, it was one that I, I used to watch all the time. Uh, I used to work with Sean Mike. She's been in trouble with the law, um, and I know her well. D Collector. Okay, um, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Like that, that, was, that was sneaking into adult or in porn that was uh, thick, curvy, voluptuous women. Mm-hmm. But not quite what we would call a BBW. And then I will tell you around the year 2002, between 2002 and 2004, don't quote me on the year, but in between that time you had like stars that arose like Crystal Clear, who mm-hmm. were thick, voluptuous, but had a little belly. Crystal Clear has mm-hmm. always been a beautiful, amazing talent. I love Yes, Lord. I'm talking about even without makeup, beautiful chocolate, ebony woman very voluptuous ass hips thighs um you know but she had a little belly you know not nowhere near the other ladies that were the in in retrospect to what you would see on like my 600 pound life so around that time is when i believe the acronyms and you know the word bbw started to be formed and then you started seeing um more ebony ladies now i didn't forget your question i had to make a had to build a foundation because you piggyback off that 
one of the first magazines that highlighted black BBWs and BBWs in general was actually Black Tales. I remember used to seeing BBWs. Yes. Some of them motherfuckers black won B- Black Tales model of the year. Let me talk on Black Tales, and then we'll get back to what you were saying. Dynamite, yeah. who dances at our events, who's a legend in his business, who's uh, my wife's, one of her best friends in, mm-hmm. in business and outside. Boricua, uh, mm-hmm. baby. So, Dynamite from Blacktail Magazine, who dances our events, still come out and perform for fans. She ran Blacktail Magazine. She had Miss mm-hmm. Dance, and she had Menage Trois and, and Spontaneous Ecstasy. And all mm-hmm. these curvy, these voluptuous, ebony, you know, that was the black man's playboy. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So, But back to this, the, the, I don't want to lose my thought with what you were saying as far as you say, do black BBWs fuck up the industry? When it comes to porn, there was none. If you want to say, let's just say BBW. There was mm-hmm. no regular BBW porn until the late 2000s. After yeah. 2010. Mm-hmm. Right? After 2010, if you were shooting BBW, it was not white girls. It was mm-hmm. women of color. Mm-hmm. So, I'm just going to say women of color because you have Oh, because you had Miss Caution. She she used to, she was going out there. Miss Caution was one of the ones. Caution is not a BBW. Caution just got big tits. Yeah. But but they she's classify her as a BBW just she, because. No, but no, that's what I'm trying to say. She's voluptuous as far as being, mm-hmm. she wasn't a skinny woman, but mm-hmm. she was all tits. But that's a whole nother conversation when you're talking, you know, the white man's world and busty content. But yeah, when you talk about porn. Mm-hmm. If you look at the DVDs that came out that was BBW related, there was not white girls until after 2010, mm-hmm. I believe. Don't quote me in everything I'm saying. No, 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 no. You, you on point? You it on may point. not be 100% accurate, but just just bear with me with a, the time frame gap. Mm-hmm. So, yes, I would. The reason why I say, I was going to say they messed up porn, but a lot of ebony or, or uh, women of color mess up their opportunity for advancement. Mm-hmm. Let me speak that to, I'm going to speak for uh, 100% facts that I know, not my opinion. I'm not going to say they messed up for the culture or for the whole industry because everybody got to do their own thing. Porn is a, is a solo sport. There's no group shit, mm-hmm. right? You have one solo star that shines, mm-hmm. right? So Crystal Clear was winning for a long time in that Jean- yes, she was. She was on. So, and 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 I'm a, I'm a I'm a president. You know, <clears throat> you know that I'm not. I'm so transparent. Me and Crystal Clear is not even out of eye this in in this present day. We haven't seen out of eye in years, and I know mm-hmm. her well, right? Mm-hmm. But I'm just going to talk about the facts of the business. Nobody was touching Crystal Clear for four years. Mm-hmm. Not even close when she came out. Nobody. Other ladies became more comfortable. Because of a woman like Crystal Clear. Because they might have been a little bit smaller. Mm-hmm. Maybe a little bit. They still voluptuous, still plus size, not the average what you would see in the Del Erotica. But mm-hmm. Crystal Clear is the one who, who paved that way. So the reason why I say Ebony women, uh, women of color did not mess up the porn industry. They messed up their opportunity individually. Because from the ones that I knew that came to shoot, especially ones that came from New York, and I'm not going to say no names because I'm not here to disrespect nobody or dig up old dirt. A lot of the ladies that I know came from the East Coast to go shoot with, like, T.T. Boy and the Vasey mm-hmm. because I sent a lot of them over there. And me too. <laughs> I'm, 
house call. They call. Hey, we see you the one who does this out there in New York. Who? What? Right? Anyway, a lot of ladies went out there, and truth be told, those companies didn't extend the same platform of olive branch that they did to the talent they was already shooting. So we're like the average model when they get paid to do a shoot, they get paid for their flight, their hotel, get paid mm-hmm. for. They get hair and makeup on set and they get to do their job, get paid and go home. Where when they was, because BBWs was uh, uh, the new thing, it was uh, uncharted mm-hmm. territory. These companies made these ladies, they might have flown them in, maybe, if mm-hmm. you really at least popular, but they didn't pay for hair and makeup. So there was mm-hmm. I knew a story where a producer called me and was like, yo, this chick over here asking for cigarettes. She came over here with no shoes, no hair, no makeup. And my in my mind, my first thing was like, I thought y'all provide that. But mm-hmm. thinking from a business perspective and what they were saying, I'm like, but if you a woman, mm-hmm. you in this business. You should already have hair, makeup, nails done because you yeah. just you on your day to day. So I just think it's it's like anything with the urban community, ethnicities, black people. We wasn't schooled to porn. Just like mm-hmm. people of color is not schooled to um investing or uh you know uh real estate. Right, it's uncharted territory. You kind of either learn from somebody else's mistakes or you learn as you go. Most people that learn as they go fail and just back mm-hmm. out. Then you got those chosen few that learn the bumps and bruises but have enough tenacity to see it through and be successful. A lot of ladies that had the opportunity, and even now, proven to this day, which backs up your point, you have ladies now that's of color that has only fans, and then look how successful they are compared to somebody else. Mm-hmm. Now, why are you not successful when you have control of every aspect of your business? The reason why, and this is going to answer your question, you have everybody that's in a business but not business-minded. So true. So this is so what that first question. Do I think BB uh, women of color ruin BBW porn? No. I think it's an individual thing because you can have one shining star. You don't have to have mm-hmm. multiple, but it's because if you don't take your craft seriously, the most successful, no matter what color you are, no mm-hmm. matter what race, race, ethnicity, if you're in the adult entertainment business, I'm going to speak of, mm-hmm. look at the people that are most successful. Follow, mm-hmm. look what they do. They're not on social media just shooting the breeze. The porn, the adult content is their way of life. So they put mm-hmm. everything into it. They invest into it. Hair, mm-hmm. makeup, their body, eating right. You know, I've seen some plus BBW porn where ladies have pimples on their asses mm-hmm. or boils on their coochie. Mm, yeah. These guys shot it because they pay for you to come out or they pay for you mm-hmm. to shoot. They don't care how you proceed. You're just, you're number 1,000 out of 5,000. You know what I mean? Like, you're nothing on their level. So they don't care if they put out something that don't represent you well. Mm-hmm. Look at your major porn. Look at the real major porn that you look at, that you consume. No matter mm-hmm. what race, what color, what genre. Mm-hmm. I don't care if you're the nastiest freak or you just like vanilla sex. It don't matter. 
Look at the biggest name porn stars. Do you see any blemishes on their body? Hell no. Hell no. And I'm not talking about weight. I'm just talking about blemish. Do you yeah. see a pimple on the booty, a boil on their thigh, yeah. uh, a hair bump on their coochie? You don't see it. You won't. Man, I used to watch videos. i never forget. Because you remember when they had, you know, when Blog Talk Radio was the shit. And Fat Mag had the Blog Talk Radio. And it was, uh, because a lot of them, so people can understand, a lot of black BBWs also beefed with each other. And um, I remember uh, one of the biggest beasts was Superstar Triple X and Supreme Diva. And it got ugly. So people can understand, it went ugly, okay? And I used to hang with Superstar Triple X as well as kicking with Supreme Diva. I know them both very well. Yeah. And uh, I remember the day the beat started. I was in New York. (laughs) All right, listen, I'm not going to comment on it. I'm going to do it because I don't want to dig up old bones. It's like skeleton. One thing I will say universally Mm-hmm. Once again, it's going to go back to reference to my previous statement. Yeah. The most successful entertainers, whether it's porn or it's music, do you mm-hmm. see Beyonce arguing with Gwyneth, with uh, Sierra? No. No, you won't. Matter of fact, I'll give you a better story. Uh, what's her name? Uh, Khalees. Yeah. Artist Khalees. Apparently, yeah. there's a song on Beyonce's last album that she sampled. Beyonce paid the company that owns the right to the music. Khalees mm-hmm. had an issue, made it public. Oh, I wish Beyonce would have called me. That's my song. Mm-hmm. Me and my wife had an argument. My wife was like, Beyonce should have called her. And I'm like, mm-hmm. Beyonce's a No, she, she had to call her. Beyonce she the music. due diligence. She called who she needed to call to clear the sample. Yes, mm-hmm. which would, would it have been nice if Beyonce called Khalees to say, hey, I'm going to use mm-hmm. this song. Would have been nice for Beyonce to say, hey, Khalees, I'm using your song. Won't you pop out in the video? Won't you sing the hook on it? Mm-hmm. Yeah, it could have been nice, but Beyonce's a businesswoman. So she's mm-hmm. like, oh, I like this. It sounds good. Who owns it? Oh, them? Here. There's your money. Yeah. Now it's mine. Let me get on the rope. So... Mm-hmm. I don't want to get into Milky Diva, uh, not Milky Diva, uh, Supreme, Supreme Diva, Diva. Uh, Superstar. I know very well both of these ladies. I'm talking about the inceptions of their careers. I know. Yeah. I don't want to get into who, what, when, where, why. I'm just going to say the most successful people in this industry, you don't hear mm. beefing. No. And, see, and that was the thing that I said in the show, where I, a show that I recently recorded discussing it. I said... If the white BBWs beefed, you didn't hear about it. The black BBWs, they were beefing on Twitter hard. Yeah. And then not, and, and not only that, think- they were trashing not only themselves, they were trashing producers as well as talent. But if you if you look into it, until 15, 10, 15 years ago, you didn't see a lot of white porn, right? Yeah. As far as fucking and sucking. Most white BBWs, SSBBWs, they was doing stuff called FA, fat admirers. So most mm-hmm. of the white BBWs who make more than mm-hmm. the urban side of the market, and they don't even fuck on camera because their no. clientele want to see them eat and gain and rub their mm-hmm. belly. Those feed or feed eat. 
what that that fa that fatimaira fetish like that kind yeah. that that genre of porn is huge because oh uh, not porn adult erotica because mm-hmm. they're not even fucking and sucking on film and they no. have a large clientele but once again it's the same thing with people of color in every aspect not just porn why there's no when the last time you seen a black grocery store bodega corner store whatever black people don't support and you know everybody. So and, and and the reason why I believe and don't quote me is just my personal opinion. Is you know we've had four or five hundred years of you know when it comes to like slavery and shit. It's instilled in us where you're nothing and there's only one shiny star. You had the house nigga in the room. Oh, he's good. You don't celebrate him for his accomplishment. You hating him because he's living better than you. So, mm-hmm. you know, people of color, even though when we was, you know, people of color was back in our native homes, gold and jewelry, you know, we wore that because that's just us. Now mm-hmm. when we wear it, we've been so diminished as a people. There's so much. See, when it comes to adult content, what people fail to realize is mental health. And I'm in no position mm-hmm. to talk on anybody's mental health status. I'm not trying to act like I'm a doctor. But what I'm going to say is there's so much trauma built up in our lives personally and professionally. Mm-hmm. You know, when I feel when people of color beef with each other is because we always got to fight for our spot. Me personally, mm-hmm. I don't fight for no spot. I do me. Mm-hmm. And whatever falls around me, like if somebody's doing better than me, I don't strive to do better than somebody else. Me, myself, mm-hmm. personally. I don't look at what somebody else do and say I want to do better than them. I look at myself in the mirror and say, I want to do better than me. I want to do better than what I did this year. <coughs> Next year, I want to do better. All right, I've been, mm-hmm. all right, when I tackled the strip clubs, which was very aggressive, I did that straight out the gate. Mm-hmm. I started paying out, buying out strip clubs, throwing the first ever thick to BBW events, BBW events in the strip club where none of their performers was performing, just us. I did mm-hmm. that early in my career. 2008, January 15th, is documented. You tell me, anybody who's ever done a BBW club, you tell me if you did it before 2008. It wasn't done. And I'll shut the fuck up. But if you don't, I got footage of proof. I had the names like Bootylicious in that room. I had Milky Diva in that room. I had Pandora, Bariqua Babies. I had had the the biggest names in the industry in that room. And I bought out the Mm -hmm. club. I paid the cost to do that. So I, mm-hmm. I, I don't diminish nobody who does anything now, but I hate to see when people beat themselves on the chest. You had a hot summer. You might have been the best promoters or whatever, had good events over the last summer. Nigga, mm-hmm. I had 20 good summers. Mm-hmm. I had 20 good summers. <laughs> I had a good decade. <laughs> no, I had two decades. I had two good decades. Decades, hell yeah. So it's like no disrespect to nobody and I compliment the progression. But when people beat themselves on the chest because they had a, a BBW mm-hmm. night somewhere mm-hmm. or uh, you had lounges and clubs. Like I bought out the largest strip club in New York City. Mm-hmm. I've done that six times in my career. You get what mm-hmm. I'm saying? Where I mm-hmm. try to open doors for our community where I'm paying. I promise you there's no other promoters paying what I'm paying. Mm-hmm. Some may say it's stupid. And Business-wise, it might be sometimes, but I have a reputation to uphold. I have a standard that I like to keep. So, yeah, I'll pay the cost to have us in something dope, decent, sexy, 
you know, I like all the bells and whistles because I always wanted plus size women to be celebrated, mm-hmm. not tolerated. That's been my phrase. Plus size acceptance. I want mm-hmm. you to be celebrated, not tolerated. Mm-hmm. I don't want you to come out to an event just because. I want them because they love it, because they're trying to push the movement further. Mm-hmm. And that's all I've ever done. So when I see other people do other things or side with other people, all right, you for the moment. I'm a fixture. There's nothing mm-hmm. nobody can You can't say BBW without mentioning PWP nowhere. And that is so true. <laughs> that's, that is I'm so true. I'm just talking no cap. Like, nigga, you could Google. My shit goes, and that's with white, black, Spanish. Because, because one thing I can't say, New York always highlighted BBWs. It, 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 Hollywood didn't do it as much, but New York was the place for big girls to get off. You know, why. and I saw it because it was it was more place for them to go work. You know, even before Hollywood, actually so, Hollywood so did that. So, so you had people like Busty Baby Dolls, mm-hmm. and and at the time for a spell, uh, Fantasy Bull, clip for you to look dot com, right? Yeah, yeah, I couldn't think of her name, yo. I could not think of her yeah. name. And then and then you have. You know, people like uh, Orion. Orion used to have super Orion, but no, I give Orion his credit, but that's later on, right? Mm-hmm. I'm talking about from the inception. This is before yeah. 2010. Yeah. Well, no, let yeah, me give yeah. Orion maybe 2008, 2009. He, he was I'm, about 2008 because. He yeah, started but, popping up about two, two to three years after. Yeah, but when you talk about um, BBW, Busty. but see, when mm-hmm. you talk about BBW market in New York, you got to talk about mm-hmm. pa- Gail and Tyrone, powerbosom.com. Yeah, big butt magazine. So powerbosom and Tyrone not only had powerbosom.com, bigblackvideo.com, where the same models that shot for the magazine shot for their company. Then you mm-hmm. had. Big Butt Magazine, Big Black Butt Magazine. Yeah, mm-hmm. So you have people like New York and New Jersey shooting Awesome mm-hmm. Mommy, uh, mm-hmm. Thunder, you know, Gail, and then, you know, Bree, yo, all these names. This is mm-hmm. way before 2010. We told 2001, 2002. You talking about Baby Dog came out of the Power Buzzum camp. Busty yeah. Baby Dog used to be a model for Power Buzzum and Big Black Video. And then she became a boss of her own. And created mm-hmm. the largest, to me, the largest urban platform for plus size women. Mm-hmm. There was no platform bigger than Busty Baby Dolls for the oh, urban. No, it wasn't. Honestly, right. because because be honest, actually for one for a moment, the only person other than her was what's your girl out of Virginia? I can't think of her damn name. Mercedes um, Diamond. Who Mercedes? Yeah, Mercedes BBW. Yeah, yeah. Mercedes was still on the more so the SSBBW side of business. Yeah. You know what I mean? So, you know, when you talk about East Coast, a lot of people, so you have people that was shooting content, and then you have people mm-hmm. like myself, and then I have to credit my brother, Twin, Twin Green, uh, mm-hmm. with Ghostface Entertainment. Uh, as far as fixtures, it started, you know, and that's my biological brother. You know, I didn't even bring his name up in this interview because whatever. But that's why you saw the East Coast with that, right? So you had the mainstream, the, the stream of, you know, ladies that shooting content, and then you actually meeting these ladies 
in the street because they're performing at our events. Mm-hmm. So it went hand in hand. You ain't just go with the internet. The internet conquered the world mm-hmm. because of people like my brother, Twin, mm-hmm. and myself, Pipe, throwing our separate events mm-hmm. in our own different spaces. And then you have, and I came in front, you had the underground, the, the vanilla side that mm-hmm. also helped the porn because you had people like, and I have to give them shout out, Mike from Bigger and Better Things. See, and 50, and 50, inches, and 50 and inches of battle? No, 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 no. Forget them. No, no. Yeah, fuck them. No, 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 no. I'm not saying fuck them. They're, they're not even in this time frame. I'm talking yeah. about you had goddesses in the early yeah. 2000s, late 90s, 2000s that yeah. did vanilla parties. So then you mm-hmm. had Mike from Big and Better Things. You had mm-hmm. uh, Big Shug. These are the people in Bigger. These are the people that was throwing the vanilla parties where these mm-hmm. ladies that you saw in adult erotica, they were attending these vanilla parties. They was not adult parties. They were not porn. They were not stripping. They was just parties mm-hmm. for the plus-size community. Mike, Big Shug. You even had uh, um, Bigger, uh, like I said, Bigger and Better Things. Goddess has been around since the chat line days. Uh, for mm-hmm. Nancy Goddess, I, I remember I, I never met her in person. Spoke to her on the phone several times. I wanted to get there. Never got a chance to go to one of her events. I regret it to this day. But you had Nancy with Goddesses that would, did vanilla parties. It was just, they did parties for the plus-size community, whether you was BBW or SSBBW, whether you came in walking or using a wheelchair, whatever. Mm-hmm. And then you have uh, Gail and Tyrone in New Jersey, mm-hmm. our bosom. They did they Babs party. So mm-hmm. the reason why the East Coast had a, such a strong force was it wasn't just porn. They yeah. had support from the vanilla side of the community to mm-hmm. the adult side of the community because the people that was attending the regular, these marvels mm-hmm. that people were like, oh my God, I love you. These women that was curvaceous and they was popping up at the parties, they also decided to start dabbling doing adult content. Whether it was mm-hmm. Baby Doll, uh, Gal and Tyrone with Power Buzzer and Big Black Market, mm-hmm. and then that's how they got noticed with the you know the internet. And then your Bust Baby Doll, Tia Clifford Lick. Now you got these porn companies, and then the guys like Rock the Icon and all yeah. those things. They're seeing plus size women, and now they're shooting with them in California. Mm-hmm. So that's why I would say the East Coast has such a a large on it because it was on all all aspects of the community. It wasn't just <clears throat> porn. You had, like I said, the people that was going to, the people that was going to uh, um, uh, uh, Gail and Tyrone, Power Bosom, Big yeah. Black Butt, the ladies that was going to their parties, the Babs parties, was the same mm-hmm. ladies that's in Big Black Butt magazine. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You had uh, uh, Amazon, guys, uh, uh, okay, so many of them, uh, and forgive me for not coming up with everybody's name right now, but yeah, it's so many names, names, bro. If you look at the magazines, yeah, in the websites, those are the same ladies that was at their parties. Yeah. So it was it was full circle. Yeah, because um, because I think what happened was that, especially with the black with the black BBWs, they became so competitive. You know, um, and it very competitive. 
for what I for 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 my experiences from running with them, hanging with them, or what have you, you know. Period. And the thing about it is, from even talking to producers, it was off-putting to many of them because they wasn't used to seeing girls beef in the open like that or argue. I'm like Twitter feed. The, the shit y'all seeing now was going on back then. To piggyback on what you're saying, once again, it, to me, mm. people might not like this in the interview. To me, I call it slave mentality, right? Crabs mm. in a bucket. Yeah. You know, um, it's a shame that two people can't shine at the same time. Yeah. It is, you know, with that mentality, it don't matter if you got $10 million. With that mm. mentality, somebody that got Eleven million dollars. Somebody would be mad at. Oh, with that mentality, I'm happy as long as I got one up over the next person, and that's just the wrong. Like, why we can't just say we all rich, bro? Yeah. Right now, if you had ten million and I had five million, I'm be like, nigga, we millionaires. Yeah, I'm not gonna hate on you and be like, oh, that nigga got ten. I'm be like, you know what? I got five, but I <coughs> you got ten. All right, let me get my shit together. But at the end of the day, nigga, we all rich. We still eat at the same restaurants. We still lobster steaks and scrap. You know why the beef came about also? Not just on the point end, because a lot of these girls were escorts. And they were competing on the escort side of things, too. I hate to say this. They're going to get mad at me when I say it. But I gotta, and, I, and, and please, no disrespect to you for correcting you. Yeah. You mind if I give you a little correction? Go ahead. If I, I, I say wrong, correct me. All right. You said escorts. That's not yeah. the correct term. But go ahead. It's prostitutes. Okay. Escorting is legal. Prostitution yeah. is illegal. So if you if you're having sex on a date, that's prostitution. Mm-hmm. Escorting is legal. Escorting is I hire a woman to accompany me to a dinner date. Mm-hmm. A escort is hey, I'm lonely. I just want some companionship with somebody watching me <laughs> in my house. That's what an escort does. An escort accompanies. Mm-hmm. They escort you. Hey, but why is it? Uh, I'm gonna ask you this though, because that is you said that, right? It's the truth. Because it, it, at a certain time, especially during that time, girls went from saying, "Yeah, I'm a prostitute. I'm an escort." It's kind of the same thing with the porn star versus the content creator term. No. You know what I'm saying? All right, all right, all right, yeah. So, what sounds better? What's more sound appealing, escort or prostitute? You got a point there. What sounds better? Shit, escort. Right. <laughs> of course. So, so Shit, remember, they, they didn't say the prostitute section in, in, in Craigslist or Backpage. They said escort right. section. What, what sound, all right, look, look, look. What sounds better? Plus size or fat? Plus size. All right, then. So they go with plus size, even though mm-hmm. they, we fat. Mm-hmm. So no disrespect to nobody, and, and, I, and I don't knock it. Listen. You have as a you have the right to do what you want with your body, and just unfortunately in this great state of New York, that I was in, <coughs> selling your body, selling, uh, doing sexual favors for money is illegal. Mm-hmm. One day maybe that's going to change because nothing's impossible. But yeah. ladies say, "Oh, I'm an escort." If you're doing sexual favors for the money, that's prostitution, and you go to jail for it, and it's against this great state of New York, their mm-hmm. laws. Only that. I agree with it. I think a woman should be able to do what they want to do with they body. Whatever the hell she want. Yeah. But, yeah, that's why they was using that term uh, to this day. I'm an escort. No, escorting is legal. That's why there's companies. There's escort mm-hmm. companies. You can go rent an escort for $2,000 an hour. Mm-hmm. Them white companies, mm-hmm. them, them companies, 
rent out ladies because they are now what what two consulting adults do in a free mm-hmm. time is a free time. But <laughs> hey, man, let's call a spade a spade. Hey, you know, you know, how, you know, how I do on the damn on the, on the smokers line. We keep it one hundred. We don't sugarcoat don't shit. Don't disrespect to nobody, because I promise you, the moment that shit is legal in New York, I'm gonna be a millionaire, bro. <laughs> Ain't nobody gonna do it better than me. I'm gonna put on the hit. Ringling Brothers. Well, you, you saw you saw how motherfuckers with that only fan, let that bitch become legal, boy. Motherfuckers gonna be going. They they gonna treat it like the prohibition when beer came back legal. Well, why back only, everybody going to court. Only, only fans is legal. No, no, no. What I'm saying is, is if it ever if prostitution ever became legal. You're going to see girls float to prostitution like they did with OnlyFans. I'm going to say this, and maybe I shouldn't. To me, the government only... every Anything that's illegal financially with the government is mm-hmm. things they can't they can't find a way to tax. Yeah. Why you think yeah. these just became legal? They finally found a way in their to mind make money off of it. that they can tax it. Even mm-hmm. though it ain't going to cover everything. But they figure this is the way. If we tax it, look at gambling. Look at all these things yeah. that have been illegal for decades. We gambling. Now all of a sudden they're legal. Why? Mm-hmm. Because it comes with a fee. If the government can't make money off of it, then it's illegal. Because mm-hmm. you can't count a woman's body. You can't count what a woman doing her free time. Or male, because it's male prostitutes too. So you can't count what a person doing their free time to get a couple of dollars for their services. It's only illegal because they can't charge. They can't can't tax it. Yeah. But but back to the point I was making was that because I saw a lot of the beefs get enhanced and issues, especially amongst black BBWs, when it came to the prostitution. Because a lot of these girls traveled together, they ran together. I, I didn't see it firsthand. One go to the city, she's hot, the other one ain't. The one that ain't hot, she pissed off like a motherfucker. This is why I tell everybody that I ever work with, this adult business is a solo sport. You can be friends without being friendly. You can be friendly without being friends. Mm -hmm. I I hate to say it, people are going to get mad at me for it. Women have a competitive nature more than men. Yes, they do. So... I tell these women, stop linking up with people. Stop going on tour. I've been saying this for years. Stop traveling with a girl. Because the moment one girl get one more booking, two more bookings than that girl, now she's hating. She's ready to go. Yeah. And and that goes for men, too. But mm. when, I, when I'm being honest, to me, when it's, it's most with women, because women more emotionally and in, 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 in tact. So, you know, men will be like, I don't like that shit, but I'm going to just see it through. Women mm-hmm. feel it differently if you make it personal. So yeah. you got two ladies that travel, even if they're both five stars in, in their own right. They can go on on tour and one girl could just have a better week. It's gonna always end in beef. Mm-hmm. It's, look at the strip, look at the clubs. They don't gotta be about travel. Yeah. You got girls that dance at events. If somebody got a better outfit, somebody look better, or got a big ass, or get more tips. light skin, dark skin. There's so yeah. many. There's so many reasons why ladies beef up uh, in this industry, and it's unfortunate. It's unfortunate, and I, I think it is in every facet of the business, no matter the race. This mm-hmm. is not just an urban thing. It's not a black thing. It's not a Spanish thing. I'm going to say it is a woman thing, but uh, what I will say is 
those women on the the lighter side of the the whiter side of the business, they're not fucking up their bag. They don't they they realize that it's not personal as business and they're not gonna let mm-hmm. even if a girl did something stupid, they're not gonna risk their full bag. Like me personally, I get mm-hmm. hit with a lot of bullshit. I stopped going live because and expressing it and beefing. Yeah. Because I have sponsors and vendors. Mm-hmm. So with me bringing up an incident and arguing about it, it brings negative attention to my business that's positive. And people mm-hmm. always want to gravitate to the negative more than positive. And I don't want to risk... I have people that put money in my events that believe in me and what I'm trying to accomplish and sponsor me. Mm-hmm. I don't want to bring negative heat to their name. They don't want to see yeah. that. There's no different than an NBA player. Why do you think they're getting fined so heavy? Because the NBA, like, look, you have the right to be a person, but when you under this umbrella, this is a business, and I ain't going to let you, your comments or remarks, mess up our business. So I just think, once again, I'm going to go back to the saying, you have people that's in a business, but they're not business-minded. They treat this mm-hmm. business as a hobby. That's white, black, no matter what race, what genre, mm-hmm. what, what, what gender, male or female. Mm-hmm. The ladies, there's no woman that goes without beefing with another woman. There's no male that goes without beefing with another male. There's no company that goes without beefing with another company. But if you're business-minded and your mind is on the business and not your person, your ego or your mm-hmm. pride, if you're able to put your pride aside, mm-hmm. I think these companies have beefs. You don't hear about it public. You know what you hear about it? It's in court. Yeah. Yeah. If Pepsi got a beef with Coca-Cola, they're not going on Twitter beefing. No, nigga, I'm going to sue your ass. If, if the public gets wind of it, that's different. But that's how not white, not black, not mm-hmm. alien, you have business, you're professional and unprofessional. You mm-hmm. have people that's in this industry that still treat it. For them, it's a hobby. It's not mm-hmm. a business. They still have a nine to five or they get government assistance or they got some other source of income and they do this on the side because it's fun and I get to make money. And then you got some people that this is the way I feed my kids. This is the way I'm investing in buying these properties. I know so many adult entertainers that I'm so proud of. They own houses and properties and trailer parks and they're, they're flipping houses and renovating. They're using this platform to make money, not to just feed their family, but to create their version of generational wealth. And then you have some people that go, uh, I can go dance this weekend and make me a couple of dollars. Or I can go shoot this scene and make a few hundred dollars. But they don't go in and promote themselves to keep to make thousands of dollars. Mm-hmm. They just, oh, I'm available if it's time to shoot. Or when, when it comes to this like OnlyFans thing, this is show you the true and the untrue. Yeah, you're the product. You're the content. If you have the OnlyFans and you're not keeping it up, then that completely shows on you because you're the product. It's not something you have to order. It's not something you have to buy. You are the content. So if you have OnlyFans and you're charging twenty dollars, fifteen dollars, and you have twelve different things on your mm-hmm. twelve videos and fifty photos. But you charge the niggas $20 to look at your OnlyFans. Mm-hmm. A content creator is one of the hardest jobs, especially if you're solo. Yes, Lord. So that's what I'm saying. The people that are successful are the people that even... Some people are lucky. Some women have no talent. They just struck all you because 
They got a mm-hmm. banging body and they just choose to use it. Then you got some, because you got some ladies that don't even do porn. They just got amazing bodies and people just want to follow them. Mm-hmm. But then you got some ladies that have like solo content. To me, those are the hardest content creators to be because it's hard to be, to keep interest when it's just you, right? Yes, yeah. And then you have ladies I be asking that question all the time. How do you stay motivated? <laughs> you shouldn't have to stay motivated. It should just, like I said, it's, it's the ladies that are most successful. It's about mm-hmm. consistency. Because yeah. you have a fan base, right? Once you have a fan base, it's not about how many fans you can get. It's about how many fans you can keep. Yes. And I think a lot of girls don't take that into account because they love to brag about their they followers. I forgot which model they look I talked to. They don't respect it. They they only yeah. get humble when they're trying to grow the followers. But now that you have the mm-hmm. followers, how do you keep them? Yeah. Because it's because I always told somebody it, it's about the people that stay around. You know, period. Because you always gonna get new the kids to keep to make the new old subscribers, to make them old members, you know, period. And a lot of females kinda whether they white or black, kinda don't get get that, you know, period. Even when they're not in the business. They're in the business that it's a hobby for them. Yeah. And that's all they're gonna make is hobby money. You have people that are real. This is like, for instance, let's just take it out of adult industry. Mm-hmm. The biggest YouTubers in the world, it's about mm-hmm. consistency and they put money into their product. It's a business. We watch the YouTubes and we think, oh, they just filming, doing skits. They don't see the behind the scenes, the work, the scouting, the people they have to pay. Mm-hmm. For, they have they, these, the, the biggest content creators, Mr. Beast and Phase Rug and all these in YouTube creators that got these million dollars every month, mm-hmm. they put money into like they have a person that shoot it, a person that edit it, person that scout. They put money into it. Is they invest into their craft? They is they got to be creative and come up with concepts and go film. It's not just and that's the thing when it comes to like things like content creating, like uh, uh old fans or driving Uber. It looks easy because oh, I want to drive Uber. I just gotta get in my car and drive. No, the you gotta have discipline. If you're not mm-hmm. sitting in your car driving, you ain't gonna if you ain't putting the hours in, you ain't gonna get the money. Content creator. If you're not filming content and constantly uploading and putting putting fresh content up, you have ladies that put up content and put up shit for months. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Now you do have some real fans that mm-hmm. they take for granted that will pay every month just hoping to get one new update. Mm-hmm. But that's not going to make you rich. You don't got enough of those. You do got some, but you ain't got enough. You know what I mean? So mm-hmm. I just think the reason what not black BBW, just go for content creators matter the race. It's a mentality. It's not a race thing. It's a mentality thing. Because you got blacks, whites, Spanish, mm-hmm. or whatever other race you can think of in any genre that do go hard, go balls to the wall, mm-hmm. that work hard to keep their shit going. And then you have the other ones who's in the business, but they treat it as a hobby. They're mm-hmm. not business minded. It's like me if I wanted to, uh, not me, let me not say me because I know shit. Person will open a restaurant or a bar. Mm-hmm. Oh, I got the money to open it, but do you have the knowledge? Do you have the know how to keep it sustainable? Yeah. 
Do you know your Do you know your overhead? Do you know what's your beverage cost? Do you know what your food cost? Do you know what your overall cost is your staff? Mm-hmm. If you don't know these numbers, how are you going to operate your business? How do you know how to allocate funds to what is going to bring in? You know what I mean? So mm-hmm. I don't want to say it's a, a color thing. It's just unfortunately there's a large number of people of ethnicity that's unfamiliar with the business that they're in. Yeah. And because because, because it, it interested me when we brought them out to my because I ain't hear the spaces. So um it, because one of the things she was worried about was, well, we're afraid that it might make them look at the white BBWs a certain type of way. And I told her, I said, no, they're not going to look at y'all any type of way. You know, period. Because to be honest with you, competition is competition. All y'all competing. All y'all look at is competition. Do you All think, y'all feel that y'all got to be at the think, top of the mountain. Do you think McDonald's really gives a fuck about what Burger King is doing? No. It looked like that, Burger King versus McDonald's. The McDonald's really gives a fuck about what Burger King were doing. Mm-hmm. McDonald's just want to do what McDonald's do to draw more people to McDonald's and vice versa with Burger King. It may look mm-hmm. like that on the TV. Oh, we have the Whopper versus the Big Mac. Them people that make them final decisions really don't care. They only care about making That's the best advertising product. company that they didn't hire. Exactly. They the advertising exactly. company. McDonald's is a powerhouse. Burger King's a powerhouse. At the end of the day, they probably in cahoots. <laughs> Cause it seems like they use the same type meats at the time. Same. <laughs> now, me personally, I prefer a Burger King burger over McDonald's burger. Uh huh. Nothing really compares to a McDonald's hot, fresh French fry because that's what we accustomed to. But honestly, mm-hmm. personally. I like a fresh hot Burger King fry. I like the thicker mm-hmm. fry with the little crust on it. You know, but you think they really care? No, bro. No, you they think don't. KFC gives a fuck what Popeyes is doing? No. They only trying to better themselves in their market mm-hmm. because they realize there's room for everybody. They're not spending time. They you might get gitchy and see Pepsi fight with Coca-Cola and advertisements mm-hmm. and all that. But on their day-to-day, you think these companies really mm-hmm. care? No. Because at the end of the day, listen, was a uh, Sprint bought T-Mobile. Um, I mean, T-Mobile bought Sprint. That's what I'm mm-hmm. trying to say. Who would ever thought a powerhouse like Sprint who's been around longer than T-Mobile, a company like T-Mobile merged with Sprint, then bought mm-hmm. Sprint. Mm-hmm. And then you yeah. got some companies like Metro pieces piece of shit that's under the T-Mobile umbrella. Like, you know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. just Boost Mobile used to be Nextel. Mm-hmm. Nextel was under the Sprint. Now they own, like, so in this industry, if you just try to be the best you and not worry about anybody else, you'll be successful. And yeah. you gotta be consistent. That's all. This business is about consistency because women turn 18 every day. There's always going to be a new set of titties come out, a new set of ass, a new chick that do the sloppiest deep throw. It's about being creative and being consistent. If you can do that, no matter what race or genre, yes, don't get me wrong. Porn is to me is like the mob. Mm-hmm. The mob is no different. It's You got to be tied in to be tied in. So mm-hmm. People on the outside of that, no matter what race, got a harder position. But 
if you focus on your work and your content and let that shit speak for itself, it will go far. But once again, people of color seem to cut cut shorts, right? Mm-hmm. Think about it. Do we do we try to get to the mountaintop quick? Do we do we go through the, the trials and tribulations, or do we try to find a shortcut? Try right? to find a shortcut. If you get then all right, then then you're gonna get what comes with getting shortcuts. Mm-hmm. Because you I got tell to- anybody you can't miss steps because you that step you might miss you might you might fall and bust your damn face. Exactly. You get you're gonna get far. You're gonna accomplish shit, but are you gonna really get every nook and cranny to what you deserve? Mm-hmm. So you know what I mean? Like I, I just think. I hate to say this, people of color always try to find the shorter route, bro. And I'm mm-hmm. not speaking for all people, so please, I don't want nobody coming at me, attacking me. Mm-hmm. You got to pay your due. Anything in life, whether it's adult content or anything else, you got to pay your dues, man. Yeah. And certain thing is, you got to pay the toll. Sometimes you got to pay the toll. To get across the bridge, you got to pay the toll. Yeah. Yeah, you can can not pay the toll and get your friend to drive you on the boat. Mm -hmm. But you know what? Your friend got problems. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Like, so this give and take with it. Like, this industry is weird, bro. Yeah. So, people, I didn't hear this man on here for an hour. And he always give me great fucking takes, man. That's why I love talking to this dude, man. Yo, tell everybody what he can say. I'm sorry if I over talk. No, 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 no. Please forgive I me. I want you to talk. Because see, the, the reason why I, I want to have this conversation with him, he he cut his teeth with BBWs like I did. He been in the game for a long time. We done both seen it, done it, probably done forgot more than some of y'all motherfuckers done learned. So what we giving you is knowledge. Because yeah. at one point we were students. Now it's our job to teach. And we're still learning. I'm in You here. feel me? In here. So with that being said, man, tell everybody where they can spend no, money on no, you, no, before I do check that, your stuff out and everything. No, no, before I do that, I'm going to just put some in your lap. <laughs> you got enough time. May 5th is my last event for 2023 in New York. I want you to pop out. I'm going to try to, man. I'm going to try to. I got to money no, right. You already put doubts. Listen, this is February. Okay. I, I'm gonna make it. It's in May. I'm gonna make do, it. Is do whatever you need to do to clear two and a half days in May, because it's gonna take. Right. You need to take off work, see your family, whatever. There's nothing you can't accomplish. This is what I believe, and this is why I'm, why I be so stern with what I'm saying. Mm-hmm. Us as adults, there's nothing in life we can't do that we want to do. Nothing. People are like, oh, I ain't got the money. If people that say, oh, I'm broke. You still find a way to smoke if you're a smoker. There's nothing in life we can't accomplish. So now we're with February, March, April, May. You tell me in two months you can't make plans to come to New York in two months? Well, we'll put it this way. Since you said that, I'll be there. I would love for you to be there. I'll and, be there. And how about this? How about this? Not only will I allow you, I will not want you to come, I'll set you up at a table and, and you can do interviews. At the event. All right. All right. All right. I'm going to take you up on that. I don't offer that to nobody. I don't do that. I don't do that. I have vendors pay me. Like, niggas be kind of come with their cameras. You filming my hard work put together, you're going to pay what you weigh. You, you're a solid supporter. Known you for years. 
would love for you to come do a smoker's lounge live. You'll be at the venue all day long. Interview whoever you want to interview. Have you at a whole table? Cinco de Mayo. And I got the butt coming back out to host this. The butt triple X is hosting this event. Doing her oh, first. I'm damn sure I'd be in the house. Yeah, I'm Cinco a fan Cinco of her. Street, the butt triple X. On God. No cap. Right. See, and and see, I got the tequila sponsor. Make me feel so good right now, too. Salute to Bree Bond Tequila. They this is the third event sponsoring me. We have um we have a ticket for a hundred dollars. It includes the admission to the event, the butt meet and greet, but you get unlimited tequila bar open all night long for those ticket holders. We only have ten available. I think it's eight left. Mm. Bree Bond, shout out to Bree Bond. We'll have like if they come to the bar, Bree Bond Tequila is going to be affordable. If you want like Casamigos or Don Julio, that shit, you pay mm. what's way. But we Brie Bunch Kill, they got a Blanco and a Reposado. We have amazing, amazing, amazing products. This is an awesome brand. I've been working with them for over six years now. This is my third event with them, though, where we featured them as a fixture of the event. Shout out to Brie Bunch Killer. Shout out to Bad Dragon Toys. Um, shout out to Rock Bundy. Shout out to Duke Stalls. Of course, my wife, but equal baby can't, you know, she's not a sponsor, but she allowed me to do what I want to do. Yeah. So therefore, she keeps my my mental my my life sane so that I could be pipe for y'all. Um, shout out to Humble Hookahs. Got a hookah vendor. Um, I don't know who's the full vendor for this event yet, but it's going down. It's gonna be tacos and nachos, nigga. Is bro. <laughs> Now we're going to Smokers Lounge in the building. I'm being serious, bro. I'm giving you this opportunity. I'm going to set you up. All right. I'm going to check you up on that opportunity, bro. You Thank you. I'm real, truly blessed, man. Any lady that want to sit down and do interviews with you, any vendor, any fan, if you, whoever you want to interview, if they allow it, just have your release forms. I'll set you up with a whole table. You can do your interviews the entire the entire day we're there. Word. All That's right. me, bro. All right, I'm gonna take you up on that. I'm gonna, I'm gonna make it happen in New York. Friday, Cinco de Mayo, tacos, titties, and tequila. <laughs> say no more. Bro, what so more people, do you say? Tacos, titties, and tequila. The best things in the world. <laughs> <laughs> so, with that being said, thank you. Y'all heard it. Y'all know who he is. Thank you, my brother, for coming no, back, and he will be back again. Trust and believe. Thank and y'all you, know how we end. Second time, thank you. No doubt, and you're gonna be back on here more for sure. So thank with you. that being said, because I got to go get something to eat. Yes, sir. And get ready for the next show. So with that being said, y'all know how we end these things all day, every day. Life is a learning experience. What's the point of the experience? You haven't learned anything. Smoke this over. Say goodbye to the people, pipes. Hey man, it's your boy PWP. It's PWP INC forever everywhere. PWP INC as incorporated, the number four, the word ever. PWP INC forever on Twitter, Instagram. That's where you're going to find it. Our next event is May 5th. I hope this airs before May 5th. Um, but if not, you're going to have a dope follow up because he's coming. He's coming to New York. Yeah. I'm coming to New York. Amazing. I will be in New York. And and I'm also going to have my homegirl with me, Miss Spit Queen, because she's up there. So, awesome. Hell yeah. yeah. Love you, bro. Oh, yeah. Thank you so much. I appreciate the opportunity. No, love you, man. Thank you so much. Thank you, bro. You take it easy. All right. Y'all be good.